0: Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a video series that will help us beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times to be ready for the last day, the day of judgment, the reappearance of Jesus. But also while we wait, it encourages us to be blessed, to not be afraid because we do belong to him. Now, Jesus often speaks of his kingdom with his disciples and uh, they, like us and the rest of the church throughout all ages, uh, really has a hard time understanding this idea that the kingdom of God is not something that is about physical rule and reign, uh, swords and positions of power, but rather it is about the sword of the spirit, the gospel, the ruling and reigning in a spiritual way. So, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, is a prophecy about the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem. And you hear the words on that Palm Sunday. So, Zechariah 9, verse 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout, daughter of Jerusalem! See, your king comes to you righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Psalm 24 says, lift up your heads, O you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? Well, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Now, mighty in battle. Now, we associate that with, uh, again, right, swords and rulers and armies and Julius Caesar saying something like, I came, I saw, I conquered. Well, these three advents, or these three comings of Jesus, are about him seeing, coming, and conquering, but again in different ways. Not in physical ways, but in spiritual ways. I came, I saw, I conquered. That can be said of Jesus in his death and his resurrection. I come, I do see, I conquer, which is the present rule and reign of Jesus among uh, his people. And one day I will come, I will see, and I will conquer. That is the that is the, the final advent, the final coming of Jesus, where he will uh judge the living and the dead. Now, John chapter 18 gives us a clear perspective as to what this kingdom of Jesus is like. And uh it is set in the context of a physical ruler with Jesus, who is the ultimate king. So Pilate uh, is uh, interrogating Jesus, and Pilate went back inside the palace and summoned Jesus to Texas and asked him, "Are you the king of the Jews?" Verse 34 of John 18, uh, Jesus says, "Is that your own idea? Or did others talk to you about me?" Pilate says, "Am I a Jew? It was your people and your chief priest who handed you over to me. What is it that you have done?" Then Jesus says, verse 36, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews, but now my kingdom is from another place. Well, you are a king, then said Pilate. And Jesus answered, You are right in saying, I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth, and everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Now, what is this kingdom like? Jesus says he is a king, but his kingdom is not of this world. Well, we can describe it in three ways. A kingdom of power, a kingdom of grace, and a kingdom of glory. Now, the kingdom of power. This is about Jesus having all authority over all things in all places all of the time. Matthew 28 Uh, verses 16 through 20, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you, and then the promise, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, this Jesus rules and reigns. Uh, He has promised to do that. All authority over all things, in all places, all of the time." But he says, "...all authority has been given to me. Go and make disciples of all nations." And so this kingdom of power is different than that we think of, of the the powers, the rulers of this world. Again, it is about uh, the gospel, the kingdom of grace. So Jesus rules and reigns over all, right? Uh, now, this kingdom of grace speaks about his rule and reign specifically over sin, death, and the devil. Through this gospel, not physical swords, but as the scriptures describe the word of God, the sword of the spirit. The keys of the kingdom are given to the church. Right? These keys that open and shut. The keys that declare um, entrance into the very kingdom of God, through the forgiveness of sins. And so how does the church fight? Well, not with, again, physical swords, but with the sword of the spirit, the rule and reign over sin, over death, and the devil through the gospel. The third kingdom is this kingdom of glory. And this is this idea of, and he shall reign forever and ever. It is the no mores of Revelation chapter 21. No more sin, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more pain, no more death, no more tears. Jesus is making all things new. So when we pray then in the Lord's Prayer, as Jesus has taught us and told us, thy kingdom come, what are we praying for? Well, specifically, we're praying for the gospel to go forward. So the kingdom of power. Jesus rules and reigns um, with, you know, with with all of His authority, regardless of our of our praying. But we pray that His rule and reign would be among us. Right. So we're praying, praying basically, Thy kingdom come. Um, we're praying that prayer as a mission prayer, a uh, a prayer that the gospel would go forward. In other words as martin luther says in his small catechism give us the holy spirit that we may lead a godly life here in time and hereafter in eternity and how fitting that is when you talk about the church in this time between the clouds this church under attack uh, persecuted suffering give us your holy spirit Have your kingdom come that we may lead a godly life here in time and hereafter in eternity. Not to give in to the temptations of this world, but to stand firm by God's grace to hold to the confession of faith. right To proclaim this gospel, uh, to fight against sin, death, and the devil. So we pray that, pray that, pray that between the clouds with the understanding that we are one day closer each day to this kingdom of glory, where God himself will rule and reign over all things in a new heaven and a new earth, and he will make all things new. So we're one day closer, perhaps yet today. Now, why does the Lord then delay? right, if the church is praying, come Lord Jesus and thy kingdom come, why why does he seem to tarry or delay? Well, Second Peter chapter 3 gives us uh, a beautiful insight into this. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 8. But don't forget this one thing, beloved, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some count slowness, but he is patient with us, not wishing that anyone should perish, but that that all should come to repentance. So why does the Lord delay? Well, it is for the sake of the gospel. It's not for the sake of setting up physical kingdoms on this earth, but rather that the spiritual kingdom, uh, leading the way with the sword of the Spirit, the gospel, right, Um, that this gospel would go forward, uh, would be spoken and proclaimed, that many would hear. So if the Lord is giving us another day, it is for the sake of the gospel to be proclaimed. And for the sake of those who have not yet heard or whose hearts are hardened, that uh, that they would be softened to this gospel message, believe that it is for them, and that they would be brought into the kingdom. So again, thinking about king and kingdom, what type of kingdom is this, right? It is about the gospel again, uh, the sword of the spirit ruling and reigning in this present age through the forgiveness of sins. And you'll see that in the book of Revelation as it describes us, describes the church as a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of priests, bringing the sacrifice of praise before uh, the Father, but also bringing the gospel, the sacrifice of Jesus to the world. So rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you. What type of king? Righteous, having salvation, gentle, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So again, this book of Revelation is a series that helps us understand these things, to beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times to be ready for that last day. It is coming. Uh, one day Jesus will return to judge the living and the dead. But between the clouds, we as a church are to be busy to be busy with the proclamation of the Gospel. And through that proclamation of the Gospel, we are blessed. Uh, we're told not to be afraid. And we're, uh, we are to tell the world about the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of this, of this world. right? And so our hope is this, that we do belong to Jesus.